What is up, guys? Welcome to Diggity, a video game podcast. I'm Jeff James. With me, as always, the incredible, unobtainable, luscious Brody Foltz. How are you? I'm weirded out. It's Tuesday, and we're recording. (laughs) It is a little weird, but... It uh, is a little weird, but... It is what it is, my dude. Um... Thank you for joining us for episode 230 of Diggity. You can catch us live normally every Thursday evening on Twitch and YouTube, as well as find the audio version of our podcast on Friday morning. Are we going to upload this on Friday morning? I'm going to put it up on Thursday. Ooh, okay. Just to throw a wrench in everybody's podcast schedule so <laughs> might as well um anyways yeah you can find us on instagram and twitter at diggity podcast um and uh, if this is your first time uh listening to the show thank you welcome you're in for a treat uh we are two extremely blunt individuals who talk about gaming in the world of gaming journalism and bring it right to your beautiful ears each and every single day in a wonderful manner that allows you to get it with no bullshit so with that being said um Let's jump into kind of what we've been playing. You want to you go first, my dude? Yes. So I played some Overwatch over the weekend to get that, that Roadhog skin. I actually only played it on Sunday, and <laughs> God, it was brutal. I've still been playing quite a bit of Destiny, believe it or not. I'm, I'm kind of I'm hooked on it again. Um, Uh-oh. I played... A very, very small amount of Riders of Republic. Okay. Played, he's recalling. He's recalling. Um, some Hot Wheels Unleashed, Ooh. which is actually Did you really like fun. It? I like it. It's a good game, Dude, man. What was, like, your, what was your issue originally with the track? You said something about you were worried. You were worried about something when you saw the trailers. Oh, I was worried that it was going to be too simplistic and that it wasn't going to actually have like any good racing in it because it, it it just looked like the same track over and over type thing. And I was very wrong. Like it's actually a a pretty, it can be tough at times. Um, It's, it's good. It's a good little arcade racer. Like it's, I'm super impressed with it. Um, I played a very brief amount of, um dragon quest 11 on the switch very very small amount and uh i thought one you more legitimately thing. froze there no no, no, no uh did i already oh, say i played shit. a little bit of writers of republic like not very much gotcha um, i i barely got past the beta or not the beta the uh the the intro sequence there um not because i didn't enjoy it just because i was really tired and it was already really late by the time i got into it because i've been doing a lot of the like halloween limited time events and games and stuff so Mm -hmm. but yeah how about you oh man um it's been busy for me i mean i just got back from canada and i'm self my family which is nice um and so I ripped a tiny bit of Switch. Um, very, very small piece of Mario Golf um, just to do something. Um, played Hearthstone on the iPad. That's my toilet time game, dude. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Hearthstone toilet time, for sure. Um, and then I uh, I played a, um, a decent amount of Riders Republic, um, which we were talking about. I mean, what, what's crazy about that is that, I, well, we'll get into first impressions. But yeah, I, I played that. Um, oh, I guess I played NHL 22, 
For those who are just dying to know what it's like, it's exactly like NHL 21. The UI has changed and the ice looks prettier. That's about it. But you can't poke check at all without getting a fucking penalty. So, well, you know, I, I, it was pretty no rough trip, as it sorry. is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the game's running on Frostbite. You know, it's running on an old ass engine. Still. Right. An old I mean, engine that has not been updated. I mean, Mad, I believe Madden still runs on Frostbite too. And it's not updated. I mean, Madden looks like shit too. Yeah, Madden looks really bad. Like the only good thing I think Madden does well right now is the fact that your animations move better. So like if you're you know trying to push a guy out of the way and you know you're trying to push forward on the snap or whatever, that that's a lot smoother. But everything else is just cartoony as shit. Like it doesn't it doesn't look great. So Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it was it was a weird week. Like I said, I was trying to I was really grinding quite a bit to finish up some Halloween like limited event stuff, um, which a lot of it ended today, I think. So I I finished up that in like two or three different games. Um, I I don't know. It was just kind of odd. Like I said, Destiny's kind of got its its hooks into me again. But now that Riders Republic's out, I'll probably jump over and play a decent amount of that here and there too. And I don't know. I've I've been in a weird spot with games, but there's a lot of good games coming and I'm pretty stoked about that. Can so, I, can I talk about, do you want to talk about Rise Republic or no? Or can I like just, yeah, a- absolutely. I mean, um, yeah. Cause you've played more since it came out, but I played more of the beta originally. So I'm yeah. curious how that, that actually like meshes up. Cause like I said, I did not make it very far and I didn't really get to see any, any big significant difference from what I had played so far, but I like just opened up the hub world type of thing or not hub world, yeah. but the, the main camp. So the first thing I thought was bullshit is the fact that you had to go back and do all the shit you did in the beta again, which is crazy to me. Yeah. I mean, that was insane. Every, every step of the way that we were doing the beta, I just assumed maybe I'm dumb, but I just assumed it. you know, this progression is going to move forward into the full release of this title. No, not at all. I was completely, thrown to the side on that and like when i mean like everything i mean mirrored everything <laughs> from the beta they moved some things around in terms of the introduction like in the beta which is actually kind of odd i feel like in the beta it did a better job of getting you into the action while also explaining you know the mechanics explaining the tricks the the auto versus manual stuff but in the actual retail release of the game, I don't think it did as good of a job as it did in the beta. They changed that. Um, when you first dive yeah. in, yeah. How far did you, have you been through all the beta stuff onto it? Like, did you get like beyond the snowmobile and then like further into? No, stuff? No, no, okay. No, I did so, not make it that far. so basically, they give you like the biking and all that shit, right? You learn that yeah. off the bat. Right. Everything else, it it they they made it super like stereotypical tutorial for a game versus what it was before was just a basic trial where you get to try like everything and you're ripping around gone. And I thought, I I thought in the beta, they actually did a good job. I think that flow was was very, very nice. I never felt like a chore. It felt like I'm being thrown into this and it's just action and I'm going to learn it. And you know, here we go. And I think for that style or for this style of game, that's really the best way to do it. You break it up too much. I mean, and then it just gets 
kind of crazy. I mean, I do remember doing a decent amount of different like trials where you had to, uh, I guess it wasn't so much trials. They had like the, um, the, the not really missions, but they were these, these training missions of sorts that you had yeah, to do. Yeah. And that was a good way to learn some more advanced stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I, I thought in the beta, everything was paced really well. So I, I don't know why they would change that because that was not, not a concern for me, even though it, it does control different than how a lot of extreme sports games have controlled in the past. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Like what was wild to me or what was the most wild thing of it was they, they changed a couple things. So they changed the auto manual. You end up, you select that when you go to the snowboarding section, which I could be wrong if that was where you first selected it. But now that's where you choose whether you want to do auto or manual was on, okay. is on the snowboard section. I think which, it was in the snowboarding section in the beta. It was too? on the bike. I'm trying to remember. I think it was the first time they put you into one of those like stunt trial things. Okay. Yeah. No. On snowboarding. So, so this is just, well, yeah, this is like, it is a stunt thing. So that's when you do the auto manual stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that there was some graphics and some stuff that looked better in the beta. Really? And I went back and looked at footage of people playing the beta and then the retail. And so like just little things like when you're, you know, hitting the wind, your coat was ruffling a bunch. Mm-hmm. Looked better in the beta. Really? That's and it did in the retail odd. game. There's I wonder some, if they had performance issues and I, had to downscale some stuff. Or? I have no idea. It could just be my eyes going crazy, but there's some stuff that I saw where I was like, that's, you know, that's different. Um, did you do a mass event at all? Yeah, I did. Yep. Yeah. How many people were in it? Uh, 60? Was it up to the 60? 60 or 64 or whatever it was? Or something yeah. like that, yeah. Because I remember in the beta with each day of it, like it kept going down. They kept reducing the size. And so I was concerned that they were having issues with performance. And I so they were, probably were just scaling it down. The but chaos yeah, of people. It's still I, chaotic. I got into a few of them that were like 20 people. And so, it was really yeah. bizarre. So I mean, so it was kind of nice because you could at least move and not be <laughs> completely getting yeah. run off the course and everything. Yes. But. So I played, I did the mass race, um, like the first one. And, uh, it was a full lobby, 64 people. Um, I mean, I, I did two or three of all of the mass races and there's three rounds to each mass race, um, which are all different, which was nice because was it the same in the beta? You did the same thing three times to master it or was it three? No, it was three different things because you had the wingsuit yeah. in the second one. Okay. So Regardless of that, I, I did that. I enjoyed it. Um, I had a good time with that. Um, it's Yes, it's fucking nightmarish at the beginning. Also because it's the start of the game, so everybody has the same... Um, yeah, you don't unlock the... Uh, the yeah, has the same equipment, outfit, has the yeah. same you know coats, all that kind of stuff. So there you are with like three quarters of everybody looking the same, which, I mean, that's fine, whatever. Don't really care. Yeah. I'd say probably about halfway through the first round is when it starts to actually feel like you know where the hell you're at and what you can do mm-hmm. um and then the second round i noticed they changed the wingsuit up a bit where it just seems to control better i don't think That's it's good. as harsh of turning or there's at it least a delay to your speed of turn 
mm-hmm. which is nice. Um, I think braking was better going downhill in certain situations, especially on a bike. You're able to control the turns better by using and lightly tapping the the L2 button. The um, braking definitely did feel a little different. I, I agree with yeah. you there. It felt a little bit more aggressive, and it kind of threw me off at first. But it does. I think that's for the better in the long run. Yes. It was just not what I expected because I remember yep. it being a little floaty uh, during the beta. Yeah, no, and, and the other thing too is I think when you when you hit certain terrain that's snow or gravel and it's not on like the you know trail for let's say mountain biking or whatever, you don't slow down as much. I I believe you don't slow okay. down as much. Um, game seemed to run smoother faster for me in terms of like you know you hit a landmark shit loads quicker um but then there'd be weird stuff where things would just take forever to load um yeah and and i mean when i mean forever we're just spoiled right with ps5 oh yeah and these new consoles where shit just loads instantaneously so yet again in another form of media we have no patience whatsoever now for things um but yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I like it. I'm looking forward to getting more into it. Um, I think it's a good game. I think it's got a lot of possibility to it and potential um, to expand it. I hope that they don't just expand it beyond um, cosmetics. I hope that they actually expand it beyond events as well. Like, I'd like to see, like, you know bring in a red bull air race right bring in bring in other things that they have red bull holy bike they have red bull you know a bunch of different events that are red bull based bring in you know different events it'd be super cool to have like a nitro circus like dlc where you yeah, have like the nitro awesome. circus and it's all about stunts and just crazy stuff i mean it's basically a giant sandbox right yeah. um so that's all good i visited the shop I don't have that a was going to be a question I had for you too because that was something I wanted to check out and I was going to check it out before we recorded, but we had to push our recording date uh, up a couple days here. Mm-hmm. Um, how I, I'm I'm looking at it right now and it doesn't look like it's awful compared this, to the some store? other games. Yeah, yeah. So the store is not great to use. I think the pricing is a little ridiculous. But here's the thing that that I question a lot is. While you're leveling up, you're leveling up quickly as you do in most games starting out, right? And I mean, I've yet to see how how much slower it is, right, for me to level up. But I, you're unlocking so much shit all the time. I There wasn't a point where I was like, man, I want to change my shit up. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, shit's just not advertised well also about the store like when you go into the village the only thing the only way that you know about a seasonal item which they have like this jack-o'-lantern like scarecrow kind of suit or whatever that you can buy the only Mm -hmm. way that you know that's available is there's just uh, like on the model of the shop when you're walking around in the village there's just like a, 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 a i don't know if it's a brick or a wood wall i forget but then there's just an image on the wall of the seasonal item. That's the only fucking way I knew about the seasonal item. And it doesn't say like new or anything like that. It's just like, it's just there. That's the only way I found out about it. And I mean, you're unlocking equipment so often from doing different shit. You're unlocking, you know, some cosmetic stuff here and there. I mean, I I don't, you know, you're getting different. You're getting bucks all over the point, all over the place. I just, 
I mean, I don't know yeah. if anyone's really going to give a shit. It so I don't know. I I I like cosmetic shit in games. I do, uh, especially if it's something I can buy with you know in-game currency you can earn. Yeah. Uh, I'm not super fond of of actually buying things to to buy cosmetics, right? Or buying like a a different in-game currency. Yeah. Uh, so in this case, they have the bucks and they have uh, a republic coins. It looks yes. like. Yep, and so, I mean, different denominations, the two different currencies, right? I know it practically looks like a, a mobile game anymore on most games. Right. But yep. this was so it looks like uh, for 500 Republic coins, it is 499 for thousand uh, fifty. You can get uh, for uh, 999 for 2300. You can get it for 1999 and and so on. And if I remember correctly, um, during the beta, at least most of like your kind of wacky costumes, like the T-Rex costume and stuff like that, were I think a thousand of the Republic coins. I don't know what they are now, but that's what they at least were in the beta because they gave us enough to purchase um, a one one kind of goofy item. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like everything you can buy with coins is not necessarily more serious, um, but it's it's not like you, you're not going to get the inflatable T Rex costume or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, the coin the coins is like you're. you're I, I mean, I guess pro stuff. Like you're you're trying to look the part. I guess more than trying to see. Be I in the beta, it was like the weird stuff was the coin where yeah. it was like the 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 um what was there? There was a giraffe. There was like some bizarre, like inflatable looking costumes. Um, and, and everything else was the bucks where you could get, I mean, you could still get some like neon punk outfit of some sort and, and something of that nature, but it doesn't seem too egregious, especially if you can get, if you can get one of those weird costumes for 10 bucks. I mean, compared to a lot of other games, that's not terrible. It's still not great. I mean, it's kind of crazy, especially when you can't earn that anyway, but purchasing it with real money mm-hmm. um but again compared to you know something like a Fortnite, where one skin can cost you 20 fucking dollars depending on what you get it doesn't look all that terrible but again it, that's unfortunately where we're at with microtransactions right now where ten dollars for a skin doesn't seem so bad and i don't like that <laughs> the other the stuff too in the shop like is it's not cool no, most of it's not great. And I with like those like inflatable costumes and Yeah, the like I got the T Rex one during the beta and I hated it because it it like messed up my field of view. Like it, I couldn't ride with it. I would much rather just have regular shit on. Which you I'm, can buy with the the bucks and you can earn a lot of bucks pretty quick. Um it, it actually is pretty easy to do that. Cause I know during the beta we leveled up really, really fast. Mm-hmm. I hit level cap. I mean, I, I granted I played the beta for like ten hours, so I, I got a lot of time into it. Uh which is why I'm kind of dreading going back and redoing everything. That kind of sucked. Cause I, I thought I had looked it up and I thought progression carried over, but unfortunately it did not. Um but yeah, it, it you level up relatively fast and you can actually, you know, purchase some kind of cool shit and make your character actually look somewhat decent. I mean, at the, at the core of it, your character still looks like an Ubisoft character though. Their face yeah, is still the not char- great. The characters are super dead looking. I mean, here's my problem with it too, right? Is that this is supposed to, like, this was sold to everybody as 
a social game, right? And I mean, in some cases it is. Aside from the mass races, is it really that social? Like, I don't, I don't see the necessity to want to dress my character up all crazy because I'm just kind of doing, there's some verses and there's solo races, but then like you're away from those people. Like, I guess you and I could go and do tricks and stuff like that. Right. But at the end of the day, like that's not, I just, I don't know. I don't see the interactivity as much as I think what I thought the game was going to be to warrant being like, yeah, I'm going to go drop, you know, money on, you know, some interesting piece of gear or whatever. I mean, the problem is, is I have to make good, compelling gear that people want to buy. I mean, I still don't understand. Like, just, just fucking team up with Burton, right? And just yeah. have a ton of Burton clothes in there. I understand you have to pay a royalty to them. I get that. You know, do the same shit with, you know, I mean, just find like the key shit. In all yeah. of the stuff, the snowboarding, the skiing, the biking, do that kind of stuff. And I think people will go for it because, you know, how I see this game is basically, you know, they want people to go in the world in the sandbox, do a bunch of crazy tricks, and then they want them to make, you know, YouTube videos and TikToks out of it. Like it's like GTA, right? Where they do stunts all the time. And that's yeah. how GTA got, I mean, not that it wasn't popular, but it was very popular, but there's you know, that's a, how quite a got, community just yeah doing crazy tricks and stuff yeah. i would say that that probably boosted it even more right oh absolutely so i, I just it, it, i think that they need to make a more compelling argument to why i would want to buy something and they also make, make it look good because there's nothing good in the store right now um and the equipment wise you're getting equipment every time you level up so what do i care right i mean you're not buying the equipment yeah, the equipment is is solely through unlockables in game. Right. Uh, you can't buy anything that changes how your character controls or anything like that. Everything in the shop is only cosmetic. Um, to kind of tie into that, what you were just saying about the kind of social aspect of it, all of the races are they're not. Uh, you're racing against avatars. You're not actually even racing against real people. It's kind of like how Forza has done it to where it's yeah. this this style of like you're racing against people that are named your friends but it's not actually your friends <laughs> so it, it is a little bit i guess they don't even use your friends they just use general avatars right or other players from online but um so that that is a little disappointing but i also realized that during the beta so i kind of knew what we were getting into there where just your mass events were really the the only time you were actually with other people and even out in the world, sometimes that's a lot of avatars. Anybody that is an actual player is marked with like a, there's like a gold icon above their head or something like that. Um, so even then it feels alive, but half the people are not actually real players. So it, it's a little, little different, but I, I think given how large the world is and the fact that it is a completely open world, in this way and you can travel across it rather quickly i think that was their workaround to be able to have that all in one space still and i think it i think it works fine enough i, I never feel like the world is empty or that it it feels bizarre like it i mean if you didn't know they weren't real players you you probably like if you didn't look into it you would probably just assume it's real world. yeah i mean it's a good cheat around it yeah. um there's some things that i had uh, issues with in the game that'll that'll bring up. So I had 
some collision issues that were really stupid. So like if you're in a yeah. mass race, there's like 20 of you going down the hill. You've got a tight turn, for example, in the first mass race. Yep. Your guy just kind of like freezes up, jitters just, a bunch, yeah. and then like stops. And you just sit there and go, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Um, the other side of stuff too is you'll be doing like a trick, uh, grinding specifically, um, fences and stuff like that. You'll be going on, you know, grinding a fence or something like that. And I would get like thrown past the fence into like a post and just, you know, hurt. The, the last thing too, I'd say is um, wingsuits. You'll be zipping around, going through the checkpoints. And then even when you hit a fucking checkpoint, there was times where it did that. You have to backtrack. I fucking hate the backtrack yeah. stuff. I can't stand that. It's it's just brutal, 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 yeah. brutal. Um, for example, on on um, daily uh, content, here's a great one on the Riders Republic uh, Reddit. Um, you can get the legendary outfit known as the Silver Biker. Okay, for nine hundred fifty um, Republic coin. Uh, or you can get the epic outfit roadie racer, which is just a man with a man or woman with a yellow bicycle helmet, uh, glasses, uh, their like spandex shirt thing is half open and they have bike shorts. Wonderful. And like, that is the stuff. <laughs> it's not great. And that's, that's the biggest complaint with people is people are saying like, why, so you've built this big sandbox, you have all this stuff, but like you, I can't buy cool shit. There's nothing here that I want to buy. And what's cool is, I mean, and I hope this is what I really hope for is that they listen to the community, but community is already like, oh man, it would be so cool to have like what I said, like the air races, right? Red Bull air races in these, in like the desert and like the, in the Utah portion, right? Um, it'd be super cool to have stuff, uh, like, um, all-terrain skateboards like mountain boards that you can rip around on and stuff like that um so we'll see what people do but there's it's interesting it's uh it's a silly silly bit of a launch honestly i don't think i feel like they probably released this to get it out there and i think the delay was really is it ready and i honestly think that they probably could wait a little bit more for their sake on the store side of stuff but um, yeah and luckily that's something they can work on in the back end too like at least it's out now and they can continuously have a part of their team working on this as as some of their cosmetic stuff that they can add which i think is i think is good um i mean i would rather that be the half-baked part of the game rather than you know the actual game i mean there are still some janky shit in there right but like for me and you mentioned it earlier grinding was my least favorite part of the entire game and there's some sucks because that's how you get a ton of points yeah you get a ton of points from it and on top of that there's some some of the races and stuff where it is a like a a snowboard stunt race and you have to get points by doing grinds and so it is is a little bit rough um but i mean all things considered i think i i think it works well enough um it, again it's not a flawless game by any means but i i really i'm still content with it i think it's i think it's a fun game to play and i think it plays 
fairly decent and um i i've had fun with what i have put into this game so far and i'm not done by any means like i'll i'll put a good chunk of time into it for sure so the the one thing that flabbergasted me the last thing on this is there's ones that are like what i call basically trials right oh god Um, brutal and they're (laughs) fucking brutal it is horrendous like to control the bike and and i know that people online are like well you know you just gotta level up a bunch so you can get the elite bike because then you're breaking all of your tricks and stuff like that it's way 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 better like inconceivably better it's ridiculous like if you watch clips online with someone with an elite bike they can do like two backflips just like jumping their bike yeah in place like it's absurd i'm watching some on reddit right now as i kind of scroll through here and it's yes it's a night and day difference it's absolutely insane so that sucks at the start, which is funny to me because didn't Ubisoft buy Trials, or is that EA? Am I wrong? I um, it's EA, right? EA, EA, EA bought trials. trials. Okay. Yeah. Regardless, I just I don't understand how you don't make it so because it pushes you to do it. Like when you're in the village, when you finish your first race to the left, there's a ramp with a red, you know, basically danger icon, and you you just drive up to it and automatically boom puts you into it and you're like what the fuck is this and you haven't learned anything about that you haven't learned about like you know my minute uh control of your bike at all by that point so it's very confusing but anyways oh my god there's somebody that's already at level 2005 doesn't make any sense that's crazy it's been out for a week they yeah or sorry star level 2005 because that's how they keep your your level right it's through the stars yeah that's insane anyway sorry (laughs) it's wild (laughs) scrolling through reddit (laughs) it's it's wild shit i mean i'm also sick and tired of hearing the same green day song over and over again i don't know if that's a bug that's fair (laughs) but it keeps playing the same fucking green day song which is fine but it's their new shit so the Um, the soundtrack's actually not too bad bad as long as it actually no, does play yeah. a variety of different songs it's, but it's not terrible but yeah um hey uh november is a pretty big year for gaming brody yes or yes it year, is jesus month oh my god <laughs> november is a huge year <laughs> in fact it is probably one of the largest months for all of gaming and definitely for this year um as we approach the beautiful game awards where jeff Keeley will let us know about everything um but yeah i mean You've got Battlefield 2042, right? That's November 19th. Call of Duty Vanguard. That's coming up on the 5th. That's pretty close. Nobody's talking about it. No. You got Forza Horizon 5. That's launching on November 9th. You've got Grand Theft Auto, uh, the trilogy, the definitive edition. That's November 11th. You've got Cricket 22. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> November 25th. What everybody has been waiting on. Uh, also, the uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons DLC comes out on November 5th. I know there's some people that are excited about it. Not me specifically, but there's a, a good community for that game. Yeah, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl releases on November 19th. Skyrim Those... Special Edition on November 11th. That's true. <laughs> yep. So oh, let's Shin, Megami, of... Shin Megami Tensei. Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah, that's a big one too. Yeah. November 12th. Yep. So let's um, let's just let's go through uh, just just a couple of these. First of all, Battlefield twenty forty two. How you feeling? You you feeling excited? You feeling worried? 
concerned. At okay. least for uh, uh, on PC, it seemed to play significantly better than it did on console. And it seems um, like they've got a bunch of features on PC, and we've yet to see if we get those features on console. Yeah, it it sounds like there was some issues. There was a lot of talk about Battlefield uh, that that specific demo build being a prior build to what they had. Some of the problems were already fixed, supposedly, and also. They yeah. are going after a decent amount of them from what they have said. Um, it, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it kind of thing. I mean, it, that that's an empty promise to me. I mean, if you're trying to sell this game, you should probably lead with your best foot rather than coming out with a demo that or a be organized token as shit. Yeah. Um, but no, I, 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 God, I want this game to be good because I want this to be a fantastic multiplayer game, especially because I mean, since you don't have an Xbox anymore. That's going to be our multiplayer game, probably, right? And oh, I'll yeah. be playing Halo at some point too. Um, mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, this is supposed to be our big like cross-play game that we play with our buddies across the systems, right? And so this, I really, really wanted this to be good, but I've I just had some serious issues with how the the beta itself was, and I'm just concerned. Also, with their track record, Battlefields usually launch at a pretty rocky state. And it takes a yeah. while for them to actually get it dialed in. Yeah, it typically um, almost takes like nine months to a year for them. Yeah, to like which is crazy. Together, which is not absolutely. But I mean, insane. after a while, they they do. I mean, they do fix a lot of the issues. So I mean, I believe in them for some stuff. My thing is, I just really would like a different map. That map sucked. I that map did not. Oh, that map was garbage. That map did not intrigue me at all. No. Like, so I'm hoping that's not their quote unquote best map. Um, because that and was doo doo. That's what gets me too. I mean, you had so, something like Battlefield Four, where they showed off the Siege of Shanghai, where you could literally yeah. collapse this giant skyscraper in the middle of the of the. Yo, I hope map. stuff destroys better. Yeah, because that, that was, was absurd too. Everything's made of shipping containers, and yet none of them. You know, they can just take twenty tank shells into the side of them. Yeah, the the destructibility was definitely downgraded, and I. I believe that they talked about that briefly to where it was, I think, or at least after the fact, maybe, um, that that was just kind of how some things were like some buildings were going to be destructible and some weren't like, but <sighs> here's the problem. I could see if something on like the very ass edge of the map where like, let's say 15% of total players on that map are maybe going to be at one point in time and yeah. it's probably not going to be with a tank, but there was shit that, either was not destructible or it took so much shit to destroy it. It made no sense. You could blow up any HVAC unit on a building. No problem. Fuck, <laughs> they'd love to show you that. Okay. But you yeah. could not send, you know, if you, you had to send 15 tank shells into the side of a building to, to produce any sort of little hole to it, which was absurd considering I felt like battlefield four had much better destruction. I, I thought that's like the best one. I mean, the whole front face of a building would fall. I mean, it was, you know, I thought it was great. Yeah. Uh, between three and four, I, they had the best destruction for sure. Um, yeah, like columns, but, like the edges of columns of concrete yeah. would come off. And oh, I used rebar. to put C4 around entire buildings and like bring it down on people just yeah. because it was fun to do. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's awesome. That's the whole point of Battlefield. You're supposed, it's, right. it's complete ingenuity of using the entire map for and what that's it's worth. What 
sets it apart from, I mean, one of the things that sets it apart from like a Call of Duty. I mean, it, it, it's a unique experience that you don't get with other games. And yeah. if that is missing, it it really hurts the the big selling points of the game. Yeah, they've got to fix flying. Yeah. the So the jet on that map, the map, the jet goes so fucking fast. <laughs> <laughs> even in its slowest mode that you just zip by shit and it's impossible to control the fucking thing and feel like you're actually like giving anything to the game like in terms yeah. of this war like it was just kind of absurd but we'll have to see i mean obviously we're keeping it we're gonna play it we're gonna do our review on it and we'll do our first impression when it comes out but uh yeah we'll have to see so uh moving on call of duty vanguard so no. You know, World War II, new campaign, set across four fronts. You get to dogfight over the Pacific, airdrop over France, defend Stalingrad with the sniper's precision, and blast through advancing forces in North Africa. Uh, from what I played of the Alpha, I fucking hated it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just... Do, ex- do explain. Um, the, the Alpha was a specific game mode. It was like this mixture of of your normal uh, gunfights, like 2v2 gunfights, mixed yeah. with like some of the elements of kind of their uh, war zone where you can like buy items in between rounds. Did it feel like Cold War? Because that's what they were saying it was akin to. No, it it's actually built in the same engine as Modern Warfare. Interesting. So, it, so it's just this reskinned. Yeah, and the weapons felt virtually the same so you have old school weapons but you have reflexes that are just absurd yeah yeah like the the lmg in the game barely moved and it's a fucking it's an lmg from i don't even remember what it was but i mean it is a modern yeah but that was a world war ii era right that was a complaint of people from you know the battlefield series going back to those world war ii and world war one eras i mean the, the the issue was I'm right. gonna kick back on this. It feels slow. It feels like yeah. shit. So maybe that's you do walk kind a line safety, with that. You know what I mean? You yeah, you walk a line between making it historically historically accurate and also making it enjoyable. But these like they just felt there was no weight to it. Like it, the whole thing just felt like you were shooting a fucking Nerf gun. Like I did not enjoy it at all. And I actually really I really enjoyed Modern Warfare. Um, that was one that I really actually had a good time with. And this was not, this was not up to par. Um, there's the way they're handling Warzone combined with all this stuff is really messy. I just, I don't want to go back to world war two stuff. I feel like we've played enough of those games and I really don't need that in my life. And also after cold war, I I'm burnout on call of duty again. I came back for modern warfare and I'm, I'm out again for a while. The one oh. thing I will hand to them is that there's 16 maps. Yeah. And well, 20 maps long... in total, but 16 multiplayer and four right. four player four maps. Or no, it's for their new oh yeah champion yeah. of hill or hill champion something like that. Yeah, which would have been, I believe, what I played. I okay. think that was the new mode they showed off in the alpha, if I remember correctly. Gotcha. I I don't know. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of negative things about this game. I was not the only person that did not like the alpha. Um, there was a lot of people that played the alpha and I absolutely hated it. Um, I just, I, 
obviously it's it's going to sell well. It's Call of Duty. It always sells well. There's people every year that go out and buy Madden and Call of Duty, and that's their two games for the year, and they'll get them again next year type of thing, no matter what it is. Um, this one just, it it really does not do it for me. Um, again, I, I don't know. I, I Activision needs to do something with these Call of Duty games. Like, I, I mean, between, I know you have, three different studios that work on him, but this is, this isn't it. I don't, I don't care for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think it's going to perform very well, but I, I also I mean, hated the wordy player in cold war too. So there's that. Well, and, and they already, we had leaked stuff come out about what call of duty 2022. Yeah. Already, which is insane, yeah, which is insane. So, but this is the thing, right? They're probably going to go on this development cycle where you just get a new call of duty every nine months. Yeah. Right. I mean, which I mean, or know, or know one. about one right within the next six months of purchasing another one. Yeah, and so, that's we'll usually see. how it goes too, because they release every year, usually around November, and by you know early the early the year before it's supposed to release, you start hearing things like six, seven, eight months out from from the actual release of the next game, and start the cycle all over again. Yep, it's brutal. Moving on to another game coming out in November, uh, Forza Horizon 5. Um, I'm that's November 9th. Yeah, you're stuck for it. So this is oh, taking absolutely. place in Mexico this time around, and it's got weather events this time. You know, last, I think Forza Horizon 4 was Britain? Yeah. And yeah, went, and that brought like seasons. Season, yep. Yep. That brought seasons, which was pretty neat. I mean, it was pretty was cool. cool. This is bringing towering dust clouds, intense tropical storms, and other dynamic seasons as well. Will change every single week on the map as this is taking place in Mexico. So I'm, it's cool. I, I'm sure that's a little bit of like a gimmicky thing. I mean, at a certain point, you're going to see them all, and you're going to be like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah, it's going to be one of those. Hey, this is where the dust storms happen. Right. Yeah. This dust storm happens here every, you know, three or four weeks. It cool. Um, but I will say I'm really excited for this biome, like this, this actual world that they've created yes. looks gorgeous. And it looks, I mean, after being in Great Britain and having the, well, n- not me personally, but in the game, uh, being in Great Britain and having these like much n- more narrow streets and yeah. tight no, corridors and things I, like that. I enjoyed I think, it, but that was. A it little... wasn't my favorite by any no. means. I think three was better. Like Australia like, was a cool map, right? Oh, I thought oh, three, I thought was fantastic. Like Britain, I mean, there wasn't much mountainous stuff, mountainous train that was offered um, to the scale of like Mexico, which that'll be great. That'll be super cool to see. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you're right. I mean, there were narrow roads and people were like, oh, well, there was some highways and stuff. It's like, yeah, but th- mm-hmm. every fucking place you went to had narrow roads and it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is going to be a much cooler map. Um, a lot of different things going on. I mean, you can be in the desert, you can be in the jungle, you can be like anywhere. Right. And there's um, all sorts of crazy landscapes and cool things to see out there. And yep. I think it's I think it's really going to be a, an awesome map. And I'm I'm happy really excited to play it um i have game pass so i'll i'll check it out i'll download it on the series x when it comes out and definitely uh give it a go but uh the bad part about those those like forza games i i end up falling off of them after i i play them for a while but racing games are one of those things that i like bounce in play for a while bounce out come back to later and then you know it, it comes in waves i have to be in in the mood to play a racing game sure so, 
but it looks like this is going to be, I mean, another home run for these guys for sure. Yeah, I think it's going to be an absolute home run. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see how long it can stay alive and what kind of DLC they put out. I mean, they put out some pretty funky DLC for for three and for four. Um, yeah, but I mean, uh, like the Hot it, Wheels, the Lego, like all sorts of crazy stuff. Yeah, like I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they're what they're able to do for sure. Um, yeah. But I'm stoked. I mean, like here's the thing: I don't have a Series X, but this is like one of those games that puts me on the edge of being like, oh, man. Like I, you know, pissed I can't play that on on PS5 because you know there's Gran Turismo and I understand, you know that's that's obviously like Forza, but it's not Forza Horizons. Um, it's a very different. There's there's not. I don't think there's an offering that comes close to Forza Horizon on PlayStation. And people no. are like, well, what about Drive Club? And I'm like, no, 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 no. It does not. It's just easy. Forza Horizon, you jump in. You want to go drive? Just drive. Go. Yeah. Minimal you menus. For everything you do. Like, yep. Yeah. Minimal menus. You know, it, the game brings, like what we said earlier, your friends and stuff as kind of their ghost, like time trial modes almost kind of, you know, next to you. Um, if you want to, you know, just jump into a race real quick, go for it. Right. Personally speaking, I don't even really like the racing in Forza Horizon. I just like the exploring yeah. of the map and just unlocking new vehicles. Um, but yeah, that'll be available November 9th on Game Pass from day one. Then I really want to talk about this one because we had an episode two weeks ago where we had discussed the Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, definitive or the definitive edition, the trilogy. And we were like, yeah, we'll have to wait and see what this looks like, actually. And then yeah. the trailer came out the next day. It, yeah, literally the next day. So <laughs> November figure. 11th, this is launching. Launches on PC, PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, the Series S, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. This is an interesting one for me because I'm I'm a little torn. Also, um, um, San Andreas will actually be available. The definitive edition of San Andreas will be available on Game Pass on Xbox on November 11th, but not the other two games. Uh, one of them's coming to PlayStation now. Is Was it? that Vice City? I think it was Vice City. Is that how they're splitting it up? I think so. That's kind one's of coming to PlayStation now, and one of Right. <laughs> Rather San Andreas. Uh, anyways, so with this, I mean, the trailer released. I mean, what do you like? What do you think of it so far? Like, I mean, this is a sixty dollar game. You know, it's three yeah. games. I'll give them that. But three games that are old, old. as shit right now. Yes. <laughs> I. I don't know. I I think the way that they did the character models to kind of update it was pretty smart um but i also am not a huge fan of it necessarily i think like they they kind of like very they went for this really like i i I don't even know what i want to call it it's like a cartoony style yeah it's a very cartoony style and so basically they just took the old character models and kind of put a skin over them really and some of the like head shapes and shit were really fucking weird because they're a little bit you know polygonal uh, <laughs> like like they still were in that game and so I, I think it was a s- kind of smart way to go about it but it also I mean 
if they did much else than that, they would have pretty much had to build these games from the ground up. And I think that would have been a nightmare. But I think I think they look okay. I'm still not I'm not. Yeah, I'm not like drooling to play these games by any means. I they were fun at the time, but I don't necessarily need to go back and experience these games again, especially when all things considered, the graphics are okay and not something that really kind of speaks to me in any shape or form, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know. It's this weird, like I said, there's, there's nostalgia there. And I, I kind of like part of me wants to play these games, but at the same time, I don't think I'm going to, at least not for 60 bucks. I might wait until it drops in, you know, down to 30 bucks for the, the set of them. And I might pick it up then, but I don't I have a hard time going back and playing older games anyway because graphics kind of do bug me. Um but my big thing this, on these was more more the controls, which they say they're updated. Yeah. I want to see people playing it and see what that's like. like. Um because that's usually that that's what sucks about these old games. The controls suck so bad on it. What was what was interesting to me was the character redesign in a different art style. But then like there's there's the okay so here's the things I think look good the lighting is a lot better yeah. given that there's stuff has been reskinned there's stuff that looks much better like you go into you take a look at the Vegas stuff in San Andreas and you see that you know lighting is adjusted there's bloom to the lighting now to the lights that are shining there's neon lights around stuff that did not have neon light on it before the same with in Vice City on Ocean Boulevard. It's much more, you know, legitimate looking. And then there's reflections. So there's mirrored reflections in, in the bodies of cars and stuff like that. But my problem with that shit is it kind of clashes. You've got the reflections in the vehicle, but then the vehicle looks like shit. But then it's got hyper-realistic reflection in the side body panel of like the car that looks like it's from The Simpsons that Nico's driving. Or not Nico, Jesus. That um, that he's driving in um, in 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 Vice City and same with in Grand Theft Auto Three, um, but then you know the, the I just I don't know I I think it all clashes I think it's a little weird a little odd um, because you've got subdued characters that don't have reflections on their jewelry or anything like that. But then you have assets in the game that are, that have bloom that, that are, are, are have soft lighting to them that have, um, that have reflection. And I just, I don't understand it. Like the, the best example is there's a quick scene in the trailer, which the trailer's done up in a very smart manner where the fades yeah. are super quick Right from yep. the beginning, right across, and there's like only a couple seconds in each scene. But there's a scene where uh, I believe it's in San Andreas. Um, dude's on a on a motorcycle. Motorcycle is bright orange, like a Ducati. There's reflections coming off of the front of it and everything. You can see the material reflection off of the silver handlebars, everything. And then he's just flat. Like there's nothing off of him. There's no, there's no reflection on top of him. There's no shadow onto his face, nothing. So it's just like, I don't, they're, it's like they've, they're teleported into this world. And honestly, I feel like the mod community probably could have done a better job. Yeah. 
Like I yeah, just, absolutely. I don't. I don't know. I it's. I'm with you. I I probably wouldn't pay sixty bucks for the game. I'd probably wait for it to go on sale. Will it go on sale? I don't know. Probably not for a while because, you know, we're by the sounds of it a, a while away from Grand Theft Auto Six with all the rumors oh, yeah. coming out. Have you seen those rumors? Yeah. With uh, that, they've restarted development like three times, and it's just a shit show. Yeah, that's the latest one that came out from a guy in France that is like big on Rockstar rumors and just has like an inside click to all of Rockstar. But like, here's a good example. Let me let me share my screen here. So like, look at this, right? So you've got the bike, right? On the back corner of the bike, you can see there's reflection to it. Cool, great. Look at his fucking arm. It looks like a Ken doll. Yeah. Yeah, it's right. We've got motion blur. We've got, you know, we've got motion blur. We've got, you know, our, our light is reflecting off the side of the SWAT vehicle, but the SWAT vehicle doesn't have any sort of reflection. The tire on the SWAT vehicle is like fucking square. Okay, but on our bike, it's a little bit better. I just, I don't understand. The, the It all clashes to me. I don't get it. I don't understand it. The backlights on this motorcycle are just static like that versus there's another clip later in the trailer of him standing behind the vehicle in San Andreas. And it's got a clear, like it looks 3D. It looks like there's depth to that. Right. Yeah. I but just, then like, look at him. I was just watching the trailer as we were talking about it too, and like you said, they they did a lot of smart things to show the differences, right? And it it does look significantly better than it did, but it's also just not. I don't. It's still just not up to you know what we're used to, and I not that I expected it to either. I mean, these aren't these aren't full you know complete reworks of these games. They're just they're just sprucing it up a little bit making it a little bit prettier um but yeah i I think controls are a major concern i think i agree with you where a lot of it just seems to clash like some things look so much better whereas other ones not so much um yeah and granted that could be a difference between the games as well um but yeah there's just some some bizarre shit going on here i i think it looks like some of them they were able to bring up to, you know, on par with what we've seen from like GTA four um, to, to some extent, obviously it's a little bit more stylized because of how they had to do it. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I would pick these up on a sale probably, which again could be a while, but I don't think it's something I'm, I'm really pining for right now that I just have to have as soon as it comes out. Yeah. Um, especially with everything else that's coming out around this time. I'm, I'm pretty good for a while. I think I agree. Uh, moving on. This is going to be pretty quick. This one, uh, Pokemon brilliant diamond and shining pearl coming to switch November 19th. You pick I, uh, I'll probably end up, up getting, yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to end up getting one of them because the kids are going to want to play it. And I'll probably play through it again as well. Um, but, uh, I don't think it's going to be my main switch game for this month. There's, there's one I'm more excited for personally, 
So uh, I think it, it it looks fine. Uh, it looks like a, a better version of what we played years and years ago, and it'll uh, hopefully there's not so much of the handholdy bullshit like what they put in like the Let's Go games. But I these look like they're pretty pretty accurate. Uh, and just added some good like quality of life things and and some odds and ends like you know letting pokemon follow you again and and some of that (laughs) shit right giving us the things that we've wanted for so long right like to come back it makes and that seems like such a stupid thing to have like your pokemon following you but it makes the world feel more alive right instead of having these pokemon hidden in in your pokeballs all the time like this is actually a, a cool way to make the game feel alive and like show you the scale of of some of these animals too like you're looking at it like a, a growlith that is massive and following you around and like that that's that's really cool mm-hmm. I, I, that was something i actually did enjoy about let's go uh pikachu and let's go eevee where they they had these like scaled to a a pretty decent size right like you rode around or you were hanging out with growlith and it was just massive yep no, and I mean it, this is the this is the Pokemon I want, or not Growlithe, uh, Arcanine. Sorry, that this is the Pokemon I want. I don't like. I'm I'm down with this Chibi style. I dig it a lot. I like it. I think it works great. I do not like, did not like Sword and Shield. I for its style. I, I'm kind of mixed on the art style personally for these. Um, I I like it. But also, I'm not entirely sure about it. <laughs> I don't well, know it's why. Something that Nintendo's really been going ham on is this chibi style, the shit, isometric yeah. chibi with with depth of field, right? And 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 blurring things on the edges to make us focus, to make it look as if it's you know just a model, right? Like a, mm-hmm. like someone's built like a little train set. I mean, they've went ham with that on for the last, my God, at least what, four or five years. They've really released a ton of things in the same similar style. But I I don't know. I think that's I think that's what makes Pokemon great is that style. I don't I mean, I know everyone's stoked about the open world shit. I don't think people are going to enjoy it as much. No, I don't think so. As this, because we already got a tiny, tiny taste of that with Sword and Shield. And the consensus on that was that people much rather enjoyed this. And not I, to sound like an asshole, but kids are just going to play this no matter what. Oh, absolutely. So it's, it's Pokemon. You know, I, I I agree. I there's something about the this style of game where it is you know a, a this isometric, pretty bare bones basic RPG that is just it's relaxing to sit down and play, and and it feels like home. Whereas shield or sword and shield felt i don't know that that open area really didn't do much for me and everything else was just kind of blah anyway and the art style was not amazing by any means and i i think this is more of this is more in line with what i like because this is the pokemon games i grew up on and and really enjoyed playing as a kid and so i this feels home and that might just be a, a more of a nostalgia thing uh than anything else but I, I think this is where they excel. Uh, they they mm-hmm. try to do these open world things. And I, I mean, we'll see in what January, February when uh, uh, that Legends game comes out. But I don't I don't think that is going to do what people want. And I think 
that people are just going to get more disappointed by that. I mm-hmm. we'll see. We shall see. Um, you had one game you want to talk about that you're looking. Yeah. Uh, so uh, before I talk about the the last game, I wanted to mention there was two things that I just wanted to briefly kind of give a a nod to. So Death's Door is coming to PC, PS5, and mm-hmm. PS4 on mm-hmm. November 23rd, which was announced last week, and that's or during the state of play last week. And that's awesome. That game is so fucking good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, it's cool to see it coming to other things. I'm actually surprised to see it coming to PlayStation because I figured they had some sort of deal with Xbox, but uh, apparently yeah. not. Nope. Uh, and also Final Fantasy 14 Endwalker expansion is coming out um, on November 23rd, which is really cool. Um, I, I think I'm just kind of out of that game for an extended period of time. I tried to jump back in and I didn't get into it like I expected, but mm. I mean, this, this is supposed to kind of wrap up uh, the story and be a really big deal. So really, really excited to see how the community responds to it and, and kind of uh, the last one uh, shadow Walker, people were pretty stoked on. So this, this should be another, another good expansion I would imagine and be interesting to kind of put a bow in that, that kind of, uh mmo and see if they go for a different mmo or if they continue to add to this or how that's gonna go uh but yeah the last game i want to talk about was shin megami tensei 5 which was announced literally alongside the switch and kind of went dormant for a while and now you can hardly get on reddit or wherever else without seeing them talk about one of the creatures in the game and <laughs> just kind of go through all of that. They, they were releasing something like every day showing off a video of the new, uh, or not the new, but the, uh, the different monsters and stuff in the game. I feel like I should be calling them something other than monsters. And I can't think of the name for it, but regardless, um, uh, I mean, it's, it's finally coming. This game has been again, announced for, what four years now five yes. five years four and Fitting. a half something like that and we're finally finally getting it this is right up my alley with like the persona type game i also played through their their idol um i can't even uh f sharp the fire emblem idol game that they had too which was actually pretty fun uh this is just a hundred percent the kind of game that i will sit down and sink way too many hours into and enjoy every fucking moment of it so this will definitely take over my switch for a while Uh, and i'm ridiculously excited about it and from what i was seeing from like some preview stuff everybody seemed to be pretty positive about it like it was like it was pretty good so yeah everybody everybody seems pretty stoked about it i mean there's no i don't think anybody's like not wanting this to come out or or like bummed out about it i mean people have been looking forward to it for such a long time you know? Now, I don't think this is going to have the audience of like Persona 5, right? Uh, it is definitely no, no. in that realm, but it is not quite the same game. It is definitely very different and it is it doesn't lean as heavily into the like building relationships with characters. I mean, there's some of that, right? But not on the level of Persona, which I mean, when Persona 6 comes out, I, I, I will buy it absolutely day one because I loved Persona 5. But um, this is this is a uh, i mean this is what pretty much started persona persona was a spinoff of shin megami tensei so this is really really cool i'm really mm-hmm. really excited for this and i i can't wait to finally get my hands on this game that i've been looking forward to for four four and a half years now cool i'm stoked stoked for you um moving on 
one topic I want to bring up on this Game Pass. We've just announced, obviously, Forza Horizon 5 coming out November 9th, right? Big deal. Big deal for Game Pass. Some would say that that's kind of the first actual <laughs> game for the Series X um, that, you know, matters in some capacity. Uh, next, obviously, Halo, which will be coming out as well soon. Um, but uh, some interesting news that came out around October 19th was, according to a financial document filed by Microsoft last week, so this is that this is October 19th by Axios. The number of Xbox Game Pass subscribers grew by 37.48% during the 12 months ended on June 30th. But the company had targeted an increase of 47.79%. In Microsoft's previous fiscal year ended June 30th, 2020, Xbox Game Pass subscribers grew 87.75% outperforming the company's goal of a 71% increase. The subscriber growth target is one of several performance goals, although the only pure gaming one tied to top Microsoft exec stock compensation. For competitive reasons, Microsoft's filing reads, targets and results are expressed in terms of year-over-year growth rather than actual subscriber numbers. Xbox Game Pass launched in June 2017 and has become central to Microsoft's gaming business, attracting up to 18 million subscribers as of January 2021, according to the latest publicly announced figure. So we'll have to see, but what's happening is internally, there was some stuff that leaked as well that they haven't hit these goals. It's one thing that these are tied to bonuses. They don't give a shit about that. The fact is that they need to make this, uh, they need to have as many people as possible on this service. And in September, Microsoft cut the price of Xbox Game Pass and Xbox Live Gold subscriptions in Chile, Hong Kong, and Israel based on local market conditions to enhance subscriber growth. So it was also stated that um, on the 19th of October, Microsoft dated the next wave of titles coming to Xbox Game Pass, which obviously include Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Age of Empires 6, sorry, 4, Alan Wake's American Nightmare and the Forgotten City. Now we've also have Forza Horizon 5, all these different games coming, Halo. I mean, what's your thought process on this right now? I mean, you know, these numbers are from June. For all we know, they could have grown, right? I think they probably haven't grown that much. I think they will boost a lot when it comes to Forza and then definitely Halo. I think this will boost a lot. However, my big my big concern with something like this and the model that they're going for for gaming and their business model is can you retain? Because what's stopping somebody from jumping in to play Halo for 60, 90 days and then leaving? Nothing. Yeah, and that's fair. Um, I think we're going to see a pretty big uptick in subscribers, both with Forza coming this month and Halo coming next month. How long they retain that, I don't know. I will say that I, a decent amount of people that I've talked to that you know played Game Pass for the first time are pretty pretty keen on keeping it because it is a really good deal and a good way to experience a lot of different games month yeah. in and month out um the the i'm not i'm not surprised to hear that it's not profitable um at the moment i mean there's there's been a lot of talk about that all of this year oh my god really. the amount of money they've sunk into this over the years is just incredible right and and i don't think uh, i 
find it hard to believe that they actually expected this to be profitable yet. I mean, they had to sink a lot of money into this on the front end of things. So it's going to take a while for this to be profitable. Um, But I think where we start to see this be something where they are able to retain people is once they actually try the service and whether they play on a mobile device or if they want to stream from a shitty Chromebook or whatever. Right, yeah. That I think is going to be where you're going to start to retain people into this environment. And on top of that, as we move closer to, you know, well, and also now you can sign up for Game Pass and stream Game Pass games to an Xbox One, which is the Series X version of it. So you're now getting the best version of it on an Xbox One. And that now brings value to an old system and locks you into an ecosystem that you can play and, and still enjoy, right? But I think as we move, you know, we've talked about it a million times on the show where we, you know, a fucking essential flash drive that you plug into the back of the, your TV and you can yeah, play just game. Stick. Yeah, uh, I think that is where you're going to see the most value because you don't have the overhead of of hardware. And now it's simply subscribers and things like that. But to build this this out from the get go, they had to pay a lot of money to get people to put their games on there and and various different things and build out the system and so there was a lot of upfront costs not to mention just the the uh the servers to maintain this that they had to invest in and everything i mean i'm not surprised to hear this isn't profitable yet i i a lot of people seem to be shocked by that but i i i don't know why that's shocking um i don't think they are really estimated to really actually make any money off of it until like 2023 at least i would be my guess um i i and i know there's been all these leaked documents and things like that but at the end of the day leaks have been wrong many of times and so we take it with a grain of salt yeah but from a this is a, a a long long investment that they're hoping to make it out on in the long run not not the short-term big profit boom um that you know people apparently expected from this um i i think game pass is fantastic i love it as a as a service i have it for the next two years because of how i got my series x i'm Mm -hmm. i'm locked into that ecosystem for at least two years and there's also a lot of people that are subscribed to it currently because they got that like dollar deal type yep. of thing back in the day you could convert everything for like a dollar and so people just bought a bunch of xbox live and converted it for a dollar supposedly that still works the last time i tried it i didn't have any luck with it but i apparently that still works so that's also keeping your profit margins down as well so until they actually do away with that i mean there's still people that have game pass for the next two years entirely yeah. for like I mean, pennies on on what it which, actually costs. Which Microsoft doesn't give a shit about them because they got it super yeah. cheap. Like, that's not going to make the money. The, I mean, what's crazy, like, I, I really enjoy Game Pass too. When, you know, when I was in the Xbox side of stuff, I enjoyed it. I thought, you know, a quarter of the games were worth, you know, diving back into. Um, and I think that I at the time when it started, it was fantastic because there was just a bunch of games that you're like, yeah, I don't know if I want to buy that or pay for that. But then now yeah. it's, you know, quote unquote free ish. Right. I mean, the, the thing I, I find amazing in this is that every, everyone like talks about it as if this was done as like a convenience to the gamer as a service. This was done out of necessity. They got their ass kicked by the PS4 
and they got absolutely wrecked and they had to figure out a way to get people to come back to Xbox and to stay at Xbox and to maintain and retain their current Xbox users. And this has done a wonderful job of it. Now, the thing on the retainment side is, like I said, it'd be great to see like when Halo comes out. Cool. But like, what's the retainment of a user who signs up on Game Pass and then goes and plays Halo? You can sit there and, and say, okay, cool. They 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 downloaded Game Pass or signed up sorry, for Game Pass because they wanted to play Halo. How long did they stick around? And I think that comes to how many good games are they coming out with? I mean, Flight Simulator, not many people give a shit about it. Let's be real. It's a cool game, super cool how it works. It's an awesome sim. People jump into it, but it's not a game someone's going to, the average consumer is going to sit and play hours upon hours upon hours of on their Xbox. The people who are hardcore are going to play on PC using their, you know, peripherals. Um, Psychonauts 2, I mean, you know, has a pretty big fan base. You know, obviously they picked up the studio. Again, I don't think it's, you know, that massive of a hit. The other problem I have with this too is that you know, people play these games and they throw out stats like, um, oh my gosh, what's the left for dead? Back for blood. Back for blood's like, hey, you know, six, seven, eight, nine million people played this game. Okay, cool. How long? <laughs> how long did they play it for? And in knowing how long they paid it for, you can tell how many people would have actually paid for it. Like that that's my big thing is like, is this truly sustainable? In the Microsoft side of stuff, I don't really think so because you'd have to continually release stuff out on a basis that's so, I think it's really hard to do. And games are fucking expensive. Like PlayStation is releasing shit on PC and Xbox releasing stuff on PC and Steam and all that shit because they can make an ass load of money to go against and subsidize these games. These games are fucking expensive and they're never getting cheaper and now your whole bank on your studio games now is that they all come to Game Pass, right? So like you're building for a hopeful growth in revenue on subscribers, but when that growth ends, can you sustain continually building a Halo? Right. Every year or every and couple of months, really, with the studios they have. Well, hell, even Halo's multiplayer is going to be free for everyone. Right. I mean, so it is It is weird. I mean, Microsoft as a business isn't stupid, though. So they have no, to... No, I know. They have to have something that we aren't seeing, right? Because I, I fully agree. I think the amount of games that they have on Game Pass is insane. Just absolutely insane. Because they have to cut a check to most of these... Even these indie All developers. Right. So... You're you're talking. They're they're putting money up front for some games that the vast majority of Game Pass subscribers are not even going yeah, like to an, touch. like an old like an old Xbox 360 game, depending upon what it is. Okay, yeah. I know these numbers. You can get about like fifty to sixty grand mm-hmm. for like a shit Xbox 360 game. Xbox One game. Depending upon what it is, like let's not throw like GTA and other shit like that. Okay, they're paying an ass load of money for those. Hundred K for like a shit one. Yeah. Hundred, hundred and fifty K. 
Oh, yeah. And it could be, and that depends on what the contract is. So, like, if it's, hey, we're going to have you for two years, and you're going to go on, off, on, off, on, off for six, then you're going to get paid each year 150 right. on the structure. So, it's like, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like, I get what you're saying, where, like, they might know something we don't. I feel like they don't. I feel like what's going to fucking happen here, first of all, they're just a massive organization that has way bigger revenue streams, right? Azure, yeah. fucking Windows, you know, Office 365, all these things that make them so much money. They don't give a shit. They can subsidize it, right, in some aspect. But eventually, like, that department has to make it shit. It can't just be subsidized. But I wonder if we're going to get into this realm where we do Game Pass, Game Pass Plus, and that allows you to play the game earlier. I w- There's going to be some sort of thing that they do that they have to do to, to meet that to more, to up right. yes to upgrade upsell or there's going to be something that they do with these first party titles that you know things are unlockable or you have to purchase other things they cannot build a business like this with this model they cannot well, and on top of that i mean they've already done it once right they had normal game pass and then they have game pass ultimate now which includes pc as well as ea yes. play uh which yeah i think that's and um and uh, xCloud. And xCloud, right. Um, so uh, they've already done it once. I would not be surprised to see another jump of some sort, um, which fair enough, right? Like for the for the money, I I don't see any issue with the way things are. Um, yeah. For 15 bucks for ultimate, that that's fine. Um, but I, I, I also think a lot of the, the long, long con here is, like I said earlier, the idea of getting people locked in later, like that dude just want to play from a, like a, a, a Roku stick. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's right? the long game. Yeah. Right. Which we're years away from still probably. Yes. Right. But I mean, every I, company's looking at that. I mean, currently like you can get a, a razor Kishi and, and sit there and play a ton of different games on your yeah. phone, which I think is it's really cool. It. And for some people that's fantastic to me, it's a little bit more of a novelty. I, I mean, just Agreed. me personally, I think there are people that do get more value out of that. Um, but it's, it's not really my thing so much so far. Um, but I don't know. It, to me, it's, I, I don't think, I don't think this is a losing idea. I think it is, something they're going to have to stick with for a couple more years and see how things pay out because they are putting a lot of eggs in this basket and really hoping that it works out. And I think a lot of that, that future does hinge on what gaming looks like going forward, whether people are streaming more games, if they are streaming more games, then of course this would be a very, very viable service. But I think if they got rid of a handful of the games that they have on there and by a handful i mean a fucking lot of them and just left more of your quality games i think they would be better off um pull a little bit of a playstation now in that regard where playstation now does have a much more um kind of filtered um group of games in there at any given time um, but I, I think it's also even grown pretty crazy at this point too. It has, I've, I've, I have PlayStation now and yeah. even in the last couple months of having it, there's been better quality stuff on it. It is advertised a little bit more. They've hinted that they're, 
that they're planning something big for PlayStation now and that they're going to change things up. I personally think they're going to go to a model that will be, hey, you can buy God of War or you can wait three months and it'll be on there. The next one, like Ragnarok or whatever. Like, I don't I don't think they're going to go the route that Xbox is going. I think they're going to go the route of streaming like everybody else is, because this makes fucking sense, you know, especially now with supply chain issues. I mean, imagine, I mean, you just be, fuck it. I'm just going to play it on my phone, you know, like whatever, my tablet. I, I think, I think Xbox made some mistakes when they set this up and they were oh, really trying to push, trying to push it very hard. And like you said, you know, you wait three months and then you can play it, which is how EA play has worked. Which I and think works great because you I sit there and that, go, ah, oh, fuck, you know, I'm a diehard fan. I'm going to pay for it. And if I'm a diehard fan, I probably already have PlayStation now, but I'm willing to fucking pay the money right. to play Ragnarok now, even though I know it's going to come to the service. Like That shit's going to happen. My big thing is how do you ever track how your game, how successful your game truly is if it is solely pegged to a $9.99 a month or whatever, right, for your game? I mean... You know, marketing and product marketing, you can obviously whittle that down by behavior and build a behavior, you know, analysis out on like what what people are doing. But still, I mean, like, then you sit there and you go, okay, cool. So, you know, we could sit there and say behaviorally, you know, psychonauts to drummed up. Let's say what they had, how many? 18 million subscribers. Okay, cool. It drummed up, you know, let's say 25% of that. 10 bucks for the month or whatever. Okay. And then you go to the next month and they're not there. Right. You don't have like, I just, I don't understand how you you're building for a subscription service. Like, and that works great. I think for movies and shit Mm -hmm. because they come out, it's one and it's fucking done. You get into this multiplayer shit where you have to do DLC. You have to do additional, you know, content updates and stuff like that. Next thing you know, it's like, I mean, what do you, you know, are, like it almost seems like they're just kind of hoping for a Fortnite to come around and then people kind of like just linger to that. And that's the only way that you can get that game. But they haven't gotten there yet. And I understand like Halo's big, but I don't think that that's the game that's going to do that. Um, No, I don't. I don't think so either. And kind of to, to, to go back to what I was saying earlier with the... Um, going too hard right off the get-go that's the kind of shit you can't really roll back either no like you can't just all of a sudden be like hey first party games will come like a month later now because that shit won't fucking fly and so they kind of shot themselves in the foot on some of this when they set it up initially and had this like hey we're doing this we're doing this we're doing this we're doing this and yeah i i think that's a mistake and they they are missing out on some of those unit sales that they could have gotten from like a Halo or oh or, my you god know, yeah you imagine if they, war, if they took the route of EA Play and yeah. EA Pro I mean fuck hey you want to get the game day one and play it okay throw us an extra five bucks a month and you can do it yeah which I think that or is you're gonna have to wait two months fair. because here's the beauty of that right someone is someone like me would sit there and pay the ten dollars a month and then. For three months or for four months, I would pay the extra five just so I could get in there and play Halo. Yeah. 
before, before I would re- refer back to $10. Microsoft's not out of money. I'm still at 10 bucks. The game still kept me happy. I upsell. I upgave an extra five bucks. But like games are extremely expensive to make now, and they're only getting more yeah. expensive. I have I, a bold prediction. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was also going to say games like uh, Forza, where there's DLC packs and car packs and things like that. That is a decent way for them to make some revenue on yep. aside from Game Pass, where you have Game Pass, you get a slight discount on some of this stuff, and so now you can go in and actually buy car packs and the you know the VIP pass and things like that. I think that's a decent way to bring in some revenue. Yeah, but it is. It, de- it depends. I I just the problem with that is it's like cart before the horse because if you're right. thinking in that mindset, right, you have to have a successful game in order to have successful DLC. Fair enough. You have to retain, I, I, right? I definitely agree. I yeah, I think there's some huge missteps here. I think there's a lot of potential with Game Pass. I thoroughly am going to enjoy Game Pass for as long as I can because I really, really like the the way it's mm. set up. And fuck, I mean, the way I buy games anyway, which is stupid uh this is a good way for me to spend 15 dollars a month for ultimate and i can play it on the pc while my mm-hmm. kids play on the xbox or whatever and and we can all play these games and i don't have to buy all of the games that they want to play because they also play a lot of games that are in game pass that i would never want to fucking buy personally <laughs> and yeah. then and on top of that the games that i pick up on there and play i mean there's games on game pass that my kids have played since they entered Game Pass and have not stopped playing since. So, I mean, yeah, I pay $15 a month for for the service, but at the same time, it is, I mean, it's all, it's, it's all right there. So each of these little indie games that they enjoy, if they're $20 a pop, that's, I'm, I'm saving money per month, essentially. And I mean, not per month, but overall, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm not, I'm not down money because of Game Pass. Like no. I, I would have spent that money anyway. Yeah, you get your money's worth out of it. Yeah. Um, I have a bold prediction before we wrap the show up. <laughs> a very bold prediction before we wrap the show up. Yes, sir. I think that either at the Game Awards, which we will do a live show as well, by the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but I think either at the Game Awards or shortly after the Game Awards, I believe that Sony and Apple will announce that they will create either a streaming service or they will they will merge the iOS devices with the PS5 and PS4 and PlayStation Now service and Apple Arcade and kind of unite it in a sense, both from the streaming side of things as well as offering older games up onto iOS devices through a dedicated application and service. The Did reason you say I say this something similar about Sony and Amazon last year. No, I it was Amazon and uh, no, it's Microsoft and Nintendo. Oh, okay. The reason why I say Apple was... is because yeah. Apple's not going to fucking touch Google with Stadia. No. Apple's not going to touch Microsoft, and no. Apple's not going to fucking touch Luna with Amazon. Nobody's touching Mm-mm. Luna, anyways. <laughs> so the <laughs> besides the fucking point, but the. Uh, but the, the reason I bring this up is because you've seen the Apple TV situation. We got six months free of it, which that's, you know, that's that's fucking expensive. That's a big deal. It's like for Apple it, to give that. Isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah. From their side of things. Yes. Yeah. From their side of things. Yeah. Then then from because I don't even think there's six months of content on Apple TV plus that I fucking would f- see value. I mean, there's Ted Lasso like you've discussed. Yeah. There's Ted Lasso is um, great. Go watch it. <laughs> yeah, there's um, 
God, what's the game? Uh, Mythic uh, Quest. Mythic Quest, and there's a couple of other okay series things, that are yeah. okay. And there was the Tom Hanks film that I was glued to that I thought was pretty neat, but was filmed entirely in front of a green screen for like 80% of it. But it still got me. But anyways, um, there was the Apple TV stuff. Then there was the Apple Music stuff. Not just the service coming on, but the fact that you got free Apple Music mm-hmm. with as well. Again, a very big offer and something that Apple does not need to fucking give away for free. It does not need to fucking happen. They're no, but PlayStation also did a shit job of like marketing yes, that. They it did was, do a it was very bad job. To find. <laughs> yes, it was difficult to find. If we didn't but do the show, I would have n- never known. I think so. Apple Arcade has made Apple so much fucking money and it doesn't get discussed about ever, but they are making a disgusting amount of money off of Apple Arcade. I didn't like it. I don't. I didn't like it either, but here's I the thing. I don't like mobile games, though. So I know, yeah. I know, I know. But when you look at it, too, you go, there are people that love mobile games. And then if you want to introduce someone to gaming, that is fucking perfect. Yeah, that's fair. And, uh, you know, let's be honest, like iPhones, any smartphone now, the chips are incredible. What you oh, can yeah. do in They're terms impressive. of gaming is absurd. You yeah. know, on those games, because you, you always used to have like, let's take NBA 2K22 for a second. Okay. It's a little dulled down on the iPhone. However, it's a full fucking basketball game. Go mm-hmm. back like three, four, five years ago. You'd have like NBA 2K Pocket Edition. Mobile, yeah, you know Pocket I mean? Edition, right. Where it's like, you know, it's point and click turn based fucking basketball, right? That well, shit's phones changing. are like significantly more powerful than the switch right now like by a long shot (laughs) by a wide margin but yeah i i really i really think that they're going to team up i think that they're going to team up i think that they're going to offer playstation classic games both on the playstation and ios devices i think apple arcade will roll into that service i think you'll get apple arcade as well for a certain amount of either free months or it'll just be rolled into it with your PlayStation now subscription and they'll trade games back and forth on the platform and they'll stream it. I don't know if it'll be set up exactly like that. Cause if they're making a shitload of money off of it, I can't imagine they're going to want to roll it in with PlayStation. Now I think they would maybe have like another no, 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 tier no. PlayStation. Or now members get access to Apple arcade and then Apple arcade just goes and, basically streams their shit like they get their classic games as apps on the fucking phones or something like that and then on top of that they're they're the exclusive streamer of games to it so like the ios device is the only way to stream i i understand that'll piss people off i don't think that's a smart idea on sony's part because apple is massive in the u.s it's not massive in japan yeah, which Sony is a Japanese company, so yeah, ev- like the rest of the world is typically Android users, and the U.S. makes up the vast majority of Apple users. Um, so I don't know if that's a super fucking smart business move there, personally. But I mean, I I, I don't know. I I I I don't know. I I feel like that might be a a little bit of a misstep because Apple again is mainly popular in the u.s whereas a lot of other countries are vastly more android users um 
so that'd be a weird thing for them to do, especially when Android already has like their their uh, remote play app and things like that for for PlayStation. I feel like that. Would I think be the kind remote play back. is one thing, but I think there's going to be some sort of exclusivity in some fashion with iOS. I really do for certain games, whether that's retro stuff or not. The, when when do you ever see a company? Success, successfully work with Apple twice on something, even marketing Apple's own shit. Apple does not just fucking give somebody something, right? Just to fuck no, around with it. You're 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 spot on. I just I, part of me also hopes that doesn't happen because I don't use Apple products. I literally have an iPad that I use for a drawing app, and that is about it. Um, so I this is not going to be something that i would be super happy about personally yeah so of course i'm a little biased about it just from the get-go but i i i also think that's just kind of a a little bit of a strange move for a japanese company to do and alienate a, a huge portion of i their agree but i think base. that they they would they would do it in some sense to pull so apple could pull pull some of that market share and from Apple's standpoint, it makes sense. I mean, there are from two Sony's standpoint, not so much. There are one almost two billion active Apple devices on the earth right now. Yeah, which is fucking absurd. And the other the other thing with that too, right? Is like I get it. There's Android phones. There's also a lot of shitty Android phones. I get it. We could stream to them, but there's also a light. Like you go to India, everyone there has a phone that you would have like eight fucking years ago. Android wise, it's not great. So I I don't know. It'll be interesting to see, but that's my prediction. Yeah, here Android maintained its position in the leading mobile operating system worldwide in June 2021, controlling the mobile OS market with a close to 73% share. Google's Android and Apple's iOS jointly possess over 99% of the global share. So. um, Yeah, they said at 27% ios right which i i feel like a lot of people in the u.s don't understand that <laughs> they don't realize that the rest of the world is predominantly android because everyone in the u.s has an iphone it seems like yeah i but uh, the other thing too is ios users typically spend more money this is true android users. this is very true on on their on their actual phone like in yeah. app all that kind of shit by like a fucking large margin oh a huge margin and we saw that even just in uh pokemon go like pokemon go stats that we covered a while back like a massive portion of that actually went to apple users yeah so they spent 100 in 2020 the average annual in-app spending per active iphone in the united states per active iphone so like you imagine some of the whales was 138 dollars Jeez. Ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> games, games, average in-app spending was $76.80. Entertainment, $10. Photo and video, 9 Social networking, $7. And lifestyle, $6. In addition to this, the global market for average annual in-app spending per, per active Android device and user within the United States sits at $32 my god yeah that's crazy i 
and again, and like, year over year, they see a, at least a twenty to thirty-five percent increase year over year since twenty fifteen. Which is exactly why uh, Epic and Apple are in the battle that they're in currently. Yes, absolutely. Which is still going like a shit show, oh, by the way. <laughs> we haven't heard anything for a little while now, but yeah, that's no. that's a mess. Anyways, I think that'll do it for the show. It was a good show. We had a good time. Yeah. Had a good time. It was a good show. Always jump on here. We always chat I, about everything. I knew Wonderful. when we went to this topic thing, there was no way we were going to be able to keep these to an hour anymore. No, <laughs> we are know, currently sitting at like an hour and a half. Little That's over. all right. It's no, okay. it, it's, it's good. Fun. I mean, if the conversation's yeah. flowing, why cut it off, right? Absolutely. Well, guys, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Diggity Podcast. You can find me on PlayStation. My PSN is Maple Jeff. And mine is Luscious Brody. And you can also find me on Xbox at Luscious Brody. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for making it to the end. It's a big deal. It's a huge achievement or trophy, depending on your system of choice. Um, <laughs> that, was that, was so that was pretty Thank good. That's pretty good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we go live every Thursday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern time uh, on Twitch and on YouTube. And the live, uh, sorry, the audio version of our podcast goes live every Friday morning, very, very early. So you can celebrate Friday, get to work with us and uh, put us in your ears. To grind through that terrible uh, work day on Friday. And we'll make it that much better. It's great. It's wonderful. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, find us on social. Leave a review for us. Whether it's on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to us. Helps us out a ton. And it gets the show more eyeballs on it. Until next time, we'll see you later. I hope my prediction's right. I want to feel good. I want to feel good about it. I want to feel good. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye.